Rabbi a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Nitzavim, Tavshin Pei Beis. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, we're holding almost on Erev Rosh Hashanah. We'll have the last Slichas, Matzah Shabbos, or Sunday morning, depending upon what your minig is. Sunday will be Erev Rosh Hashanah, and Sunday night will be the beginning of the new year, Tavshin Pei Gimel Haba Aleinu Latoiva. And first of all, we want to give just thanks to Rabbeinu Shalolam for all of the hatava that he has done for us the entire year. When we say, when we're giving thanks, really everyone should reflect upon their own thanks that they should give to the Rabbeinu Shalolam. And really, I think as we enter into the parish of Parshish Nitzavim, first of all, I just want to say that it's, it's a great schus to be able to complete a cycle of a year. If we remember a year ago, it's very hard to imagine, but a year ago, uh, we were learning the Parshas HaShavuah, and now we continue to learn the Parshas HaShavuah. Yitzh will be able to complete the cycle of the Torah from the beginning of Bereshis until we start the cycle. We're holding now by the last Parshas, we get Chizuk from the Parshas, and we want to give thanks to the Rabbanishim that we were able to express and to share some Divrei Torah together with Talmidim and friends. And we hope and we pray and we daven that the schus of not only the Torah, the schus of the friendship should stay by us. And it should be a schus for us as we enter into the high holidays. I saw a maizah that Reb Shloim Zalman, Orbach, Zechot Zadok Levrach, on Leil Rosh Hashanah, when he would make Kiddush, and he would make the Shechiyanu, he would make the Shechiyanu with a tremendous hisrakshus, tremendous fervor, tremendous feeling, and the family members asked him what was so special. And he said, because it's very simple. <speaking in Hebrew> granted another year of life, not something to be taken for granted. And now that we're entering into a new year, we realize that it's a new year, but nothing is posh nothing is simple. So many people that we know, unfortunately, who are not with us this year, not only Gedolim, not only people who are older, but younger people, and we recognize that really everything is the the, the Rebbeinu is the one that's Yasa Mishpat. The Rebbeinu is the one that makes the decisions. And when the Rebbeinu gives us an opportunity to breathe, and for us to be able to, to 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 process, and for us to be able to have health, and to be able to say a shevach v'idoyah to Rebbeinu to thank you, thank you Hashem for everything that you've given to us. There's no question that the Shechiyona takes on a different a different relationship. And I think that if we really want to address how we'll look at the parish and how we'll look at the chizik for Rosh Hashanah, it's really to see the, the good things, the toivas, all the wonderful, wonderful things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us, and to express our thanks to Rebbe Shalom. My son, Rebbe reminded me yesterday as we left the yeshiva that a year ago, he was he came down Erev Rosh Hashanah with Corona. Who remembers there was Corona in the world? There still is Corona in the world, and unfortunately, but it's, it's has been very kind to us. And he said he came down Erev Rosh Hashanah and he took tests and then he had to make, he remembers he wanted to go to the mikvah and he said he couldn't go to the regular mikvah because he didn't want to chasvashon contaminate anybody. So he went and he found a mayan uh, in the, in the, in somewhere in the forest where he was able to be table himself. 
And what happened there Rosh Hashanah, he wasn't able to be in the yeshiva with the yeshiva's minion. He had a daven at home, he had a daven b'yechidus. And a person could look at it and a person could say, Oy, the first days of the year, the Rosh Hashanah is such an important davening. And where am I? I'm stuck at home, I'm all alone, I can't be together with the Talmidim. He davens for the yom, but he does other things, he gives shmuzin. But this was all a decision which was decided by the Rabbanish on the year before that, that Nerva Shani should come down with Corona and he should be at home and he should daven at home. He should daven biachidus and his davening biachidus at home should be elevated to the point that it should have the same level or maybe even a greater level than the, the davening in the yeshiva and davening with a big minion. I saw Maisa that a Shiloh was this. Where is it better to daven? Is it better to daven a large minion with hundreds of people? We know people go together with Hasidim. In the old days, 40,000 people went to Uman, and today there's less, but there's still many thousands of people that went there. Shem should watch over them. Or should a person daven in a small minion where he's just one of the members, but each person that comes has a, 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 a place and a, and a point to play because each one adds to the strength of the minion. I saw it brought down that it could be that even though a person, when you go to a large minion, and it's called mischaf, there's a tremendous amount of, of interaction and the singing and the voices and the koilas, and it, it has an effect upon a person's uh, ability to be mechavin properly. And when a person's in a small minion, doesn't necessarily have it. But it could very well be that the person that's in the small minion gets greater reward. Number one is because, first of all, what he's doing, and he's helping everybody else. And he plays a bigger role in the helping than when you're, in a, when you're in a very large minion. Plus, when a person's only in a large minion, and he's, he's, maybe his kavana is only working because of the fact he's together with the tzibur, but in his own, what's called atzmius, he hasn't necessarily elevated himself. And he only is able to be mechavin when he's together with the big tzibur. It's not the same as when you're in a small group and now you have to actually contemplate the words and you have to be mechav in the milas, then the reward could be it's even greater. And I think this is a great lesson for us, especially when we look at the, this week's parsha. Everyone knows the famous, what all the Swarm brought to bring down. And you're all standing in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Who's standing in front of a uh, in front of a Kodesh The heads of the tribes, the the leaders, Kol Yisrael, the Tapchen, the Sheichem, all the ch- children and the, the and the wives, the Gercha, Sherev Machanecha, the woodchoppers, the the water carriers, and we're all going in front of a bris in front of a Kodesh Baruch and we know that this Zerem is Hayoyim Atem Mitzav Mayoyim. We're standing in front of today. Today is Dohi Rosh Hashanah, as the, the Zaya says. So this is where we're holding. We're all standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there is a hierarchy to a certain extent. On the outside, it looks like the Rosh and Shiftechem, they become, they come first. But really, it's Kolish Yisrael, and everyone, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks into the Toich Toichiyus of everyone. He looks into the inside, and he sees what everyone is really all about, and how we are one nation. It's really an amazing, amazing thing. How many people are going to be davening? And we always say it, that uh, in their Yaakov, when we used to daven, we say, we're not the only ones that are davening. Every other minion is davening. And all our tefillahs are going up. 
Hain the ones that are in Eretz Yisrael, hain the ones that are in Chutzlarts, hain the ones that are in Russia, in Ukraine, different parts of the world. Mika Amcha Yisrael. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks and he sees the beautiful, beautiful Gavaldika Neshamas, and he says, ah, they're all coming to Davin, they're all coming to hear the Shaifer, they're all coming to accept the Malchus of the Rabbani Shalom. This is a great uh, positive way of looking at what we should look forward to in Rosh Hashanah. So a Maisa, Gavaldika Maisa, that a Baltakeya, who was an Alexander Chassid, he went to Rabbi Yisrael, Alexander, and he asked him that he wanted, he was the Baltakeya, and he asked that the Rebbe should teach him the Kavanus of Tekiyas. The Kavanus of Tekiyas. So the first Rebbe said, ah, it's too, it's too hard to teach you. It's, it's very, very deep. So he thought, oh, Mamash, it's Mamash, like Kabbalistic things. And he said, no, I really want to learn what, what I should do. So he says, you know what the Kavanah is that you have to have when you're blowing the Tekiyas? The Kavanah is you have to have to have Yisrael. You have to love every single Yid. So the, that's all it is. So the Rebbe said, yeah, tell me, when, you, when you're mechavim for Avos Yisrael, what does that mean to you? So he said, I'm mechavim, I know my neighbor, is such a Talmud Chacham, he sits and learns Torah. I have tremendous Ava, tremendous regard for him. He says, ah, that's not Avos Yisrael. So the Yid said, oh, you know, there's another Yid, he's not such a Talmud Chacham, but I see he davens bekavana, and he comes every day to the Minyan, and he comes to Davin Yom and the Rayim. Him personally, ah, I love that person. Rebbe said, ah, that's not it. And he went through different levels. Oh, a person who doesn't learn so much, doesn't daven so much, but he gives tzedakah. He's a Baal Chesed. The Rebbe said, that's not it. So finally the Yid said, ah, maybe it means the Yid that's very, very far from Yiddishkeit. Imam says, no shaykhs of Yiddishkeit. Even such a person, you have to have Avis as well. The Rebbe said, oh, now you find the Chapti Yisik. The Kavan is that every single Yid, the Tapcha, Shoyevet Secha, the Meimecha, Every single yid has chashivas. Every single yid, the pintle yid has gavalika, gavalika kaychus. And there's a ma'aseh that was said over that a yid heard this ma'aseh, and he lives here in Givat Shaul. He's a rav of a shul, and he said over to the baltekeya before the tkiyas. He says you should be mechavin for avos Yisrael. So the baltekeya was a talmud chacham, and he didn't take it so seriously, and he started blowing the shayfer. And as I know, I'm about surface. I know what sometimes happens. The tekiah, the first tekiah came out well. Then he started doing the shvarim and the chua, and all of a sudden it started getting hard. He tried to do the shvarim, didn't go. The chua wasn't going. Kimat couldn't get anything out. It becomes very embarrassing. And the rough saw what was happening, and he went over and he pointed into the sitter and he pointed into the port to the part where it says that the, the kohanim they benched klal yisrael. And they say, Ba'ava, for all the, okay, Avorach Hazama, Yisrael Ba'ava, the Mavorach Kla Yisrael Ba'ava. And he was hinting to him that you have to have Kavana for Avos Yisrael. And all of a sudden, the person, the Baltagaya started blowing, and he blew the Shvarim and the Truas. They went well. And after davening, he went over to the Rav and he said, As soon as you pointed out to me, and I started doing Mechavim, what you remembered, you told me the Maisa with the Alexander Rebbe, to be Mechavim, even for the people, that are Bechinas Shvarim, Bechinas Truth, people that are Yalalas, Genuche Ganach, people that have a lot of Tsaris, and people that aren't connected to Yiddishkeit, even such people, all of a sudden, the Shvarim started taking on a big light, a big life. And I think this is a great lesson as we enter into this year, Tavshin Pei Gimel, leaving Tavshin Pei Beis. We're thankful to Rabbanu Shem, but we have to recognize that there's a Gantz Kla Yisrael, 
and whatever we can do to be makar of another yid and to think about another yid, this is really what the mitzvah hayoyim is. What can we do? Last night in the in the podcast that we gave out, which hasn't been sent out yet, but hopefully will be sent out. I said over this great story of what happened in Ner Yaakov and Erev Yom Kippur one year when the yeshiva moved to Katamon, and we had a secular neighbor who was not happy with the fact that a yeshiva was close by to such a degree that he was making all kinds of problems when the boys would make noise at night, he would call the police, and we tried to keep the boys quiet, and I was in the yeshiva, everyone knows the story, I write about it in the book. And then Erev Yom Kippur, a night of Yom Kippur, Leil Yom Kippur, we even had secular neighbors with people with long ponytails. We couldn't even sometimes differentiate between them and some of the boys in the yeshiva. And um, they came to Davin because it was a nice place to come Davin. And all of a sudden, as I was in the middle of Kol Nidre, Kol Nidre, in the highest part, beginning of the high holiest day, Yom Kippur, all of a sudden we hear the neighbor downstairs screaming at the top of his lungs, Ani lo tzarich And he was upset that there was a minion going on right next to his house. And Rebbe Zalif had to go down and calm him down and to tell him that, no, you can't come into the yeshiva, you can't disturb the davening. And that first year, we had a lot of f- friction between us. And I remember going to the lawyer Rav, and he gave me an eight. He said, you know what, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Lif, go to the Yid, bring him a bottle of wine and a honey cake at Erev Rosh Hashanah, and go with him and ask him to make amends, ask him for mechila if you disturbed him. And that's what I did. I went and knocked on the neighbor's door, and he opened the door, and he let me in, and I said, I want to come in. He saw I had wine and cake, and he said, come, sit down. And I said, listen, I want to try to make up. Hopefully we, things got better. We should have a better relationship. The truth is, I want to invite you in. Maybe you want to come daven with us. Even though he wasn't religious, I said, maybe you want to come pray with us. Yom Kippur, you're invited, like we invite all the neighbors. And he said to me, Rav Lif, shani, Yom Kippur. He started telling me, he says, My grandfather lived in Meir Sharm. He came from a religious family. He himself grew up in a more modern family. It was Datilumi. And he says, until he was 18 years old, he would go, he would always go on Yom Kippur to pray with his grandfather in Meir Sharm. And he always fasted. But then he went to the army when he was 18 and he was placed in the Golan Heights on the Yom Kippur War. And that Yom Kippur War, he didn't fast. It was the first time he didn't fast. For whatever reason, he didn't fast. And the war broke out. And many of his many of his, his buddies were killed and he was saved. And he always felt like pangs of guilt that maybe the reason that the, the, the war happened is because he didn't fast. But from that time and onwards, he threw off Yiddishkeit, ended up becoming completely irreligious and really anti-religious. As I mentioned, he was a high up in the Kol Yisrael, he even had a music program. He was a jazz expert. He used to play jazz. And he told me his story. And we greeted each other. And we, we, we had a different um, relationship from that time and onwards. I understood a lot more deeply what this person was really all about. And I think this uh, story depicts exactly what we're saying. The deep, deep uh, um, level of every single yid. We can never judge a yid. We never know what's inside of a yid. And 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 when we recognize that, and we have Abbas Yisrael, we want to love every single yid. Whenever yid to have the sweetest year, the goodest year, the best year. That's what we see. We see around people wishing each other. Everyone should have a good sweet year. 
we have a minig we eat, uh, that we eat um, uh, pomegranates, and the pomegranates we say that we shi that our schusen should be filled like the rimon, like the like the pomegranate. We always say it over. We we say it over every every Rosh Hashanah. That if you some people say if you count up the rimonim, you don't really see tari. Some people think there's tariag mitzvahs. Just as tariag um, uh, mitzvahs is also t- six hundred thirteen um, uh, different parts of the pomegranate. And I saw it brought down that's really a very big machlagus. The chasam said that's the way it is. And other people say, no, if you actually, if you count them, actually, you see, it's not like that. So they say there's different types of reminim. There's some reminim that are naturally sweet and naturally large, and they could have 613. And then there are ones that they're not necessarily uh, sweet, naturally, almost sour to a certain extent, but they're also reminim. And when they're attached on the tree, they get a little bit of the sweetness. They might not be filled with mitzvahs like taryag, but they're all mole mitzvahs kareemah, and every single yid has the pintle yid inside of him. And I think this is really a great, great uh, way for us to go into the Yantif of Rosh Hashanah and this Shabbos. In the parish, it says Atem. Atem is the letters Aleph Tov Mem, which is Aleph Mem Tov, which is Emes. The Chidor brings down that the Emes, Titan Emes, the Yaakov, the Schus of the Emes. The schus of the Torah that makes us atem itself. We can stand in front of a kodesh baruch and Yaakov Avinu is from the others, the bechir shabavus. But the truth is that without the others, we also wouldn't have um, ability to stand. And the others, if we know that the Rashi Tevis of Avram, the Seifer Tevis of Avram, Yitzchak the Yaakov is Kuf Membez, which is 142, which is the same gematria. As Nitzav, Nitzav. How do we stand? We stand with 142. We end. We stand with the Seifer Tevis, 152. Except 152. The Schus of the Avos, the Schus of the Torah, Schus of the Emes. This gives us the ability for us to be able to stand in front of a Kodesh Baruch The parish is filled with Ramazim and actual outright reflections on the mitzvah of Tshuva. As the Pesach says clearly, you should return to, you should return to HaKadosh Baruch And then it says, the mitzvah, this mitzvah, which Rashi says is Torah, but the Ramban says, is the mitzvah of Tshuva. It's not far away from you. It's not up in the heavens that a person should say, how am I going to go up to the heavens in order to get it? It's not at the other ends of the sea. It's close by. It's close by. We can all get it. So there's Ramazim to the mitzvah of of the um, the mitzvahs of tshuva. In this week's parasha, we find the remez to Elo umal Hashem alukecha es levavcha vees levav zarecha. The Rashi Tevis Elo, and we always point out why Dafka is this the remez in the Torah to the parasha to the to the concept of Elo to what we've all been preparing ourselves for because the main Preparation is that we should, we want that we should have a mila on the lavav. The mila should be on our hearts, our hearts, which are, uh, unfortunately, we're affected by societal pulls and we become stone-like and we don't have the right hergish. We ask HaKadosh Baruch that he should help us in our process and that tikkun, the remez is that Elo is the time when we're asking HaKadosh Baruch to make a mila. We know that the, that the gula asida is really what we're looking forward to. The Ramban says clearly 
that this is uh, this parsha's remez what's going to be in the future and I saw brought down to Rav Sternbuch says that really it's a remez that where we're holding now which is really the ikvas of the Mashiach and we want and we pray and we daven that we should all be zayfa to do the tshuva properly in the parsha it speaks about the the fact that the Torah is um, Haniglis, it says, Hanistaris Lashem Lakenu, Haniglis Lanu, Lohanenu, Ad Oilam. And they say like this that really there's two ways that Mashiach can come. One is Be'ita and one is Ba'achishana. One is in the time when it's been chosen that he should come, and one is Ba'achishana. Hanistaris Lashem Lakenu. The time when we were supposed to come, that's really hidden, it's only known to Akkadish Baku. Ba'aniglis. You want to know what's revealed to us? The last is called Divri Habrisazais. That's Ba'achishena. If we'll do tshuva, then the Emes will be able to um, bring the Geula in our days. And that's what we hope and we pray. This year, Tavshin Mem Gimel. We should be Tavshin Pei Gimel. We should be Zaycher. That it should be, as we said last night, it should be a pigeon goggle. We want to give a bracha to everybody that. Uh, as we go into the Shabbos, the last Shabbos of the year, we'll enter into Rosh Hashanah and we'll do all the mitzvahs as best as we can, the last slichas, all the different minhagim that we have to get sweet things on the table, to dip the apple in the honey, to put the challah into the honey. And we hope and we are davening that as Hashem, all of Klai Yisrael who's standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those that are close and those that are so far considered far away, even the ones that are at the edges of the heavens, should all pull us together. He should be wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos and a great Rosh Hashanah. We hope to continue in the coming year. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Rosh Hashanah. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.